welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Oh, (laughs) I just totally... I was ready. I cracked myself up. All right, you guys. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to episode 37 of the Karen Kenny Show. Oh my God, you guys. Look at here's the deal. I was gonna name this episode (laughs) straight up when life is a motherfucker. (laughs) But I was like, "Mm, maybe I wanna, maybe I just wanna be a little more mindful of my potty mouth and uh, maybe I'm gonna call it, I think I'm gonna call it this need not be. And this will all make sense to you in a second. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, The reason why I was gonna call it uh, when life feels like a motherfucker (laughs) is because October 2019, First of all, let me say this. October is one of my favorite months of the year. Uh, I'm a total summer person. Like literally, I wish it could be summer all year long. Uh, But when it rolls into fall, at least I have October because it's my birthday month. (laughs) And I love my birthday. I always have 10-4, good buddy. (laughs) So I love October, but I'm not going to lie. October 2019 has been intense as There's been so much happening, man. There has been so much purging and letting go and simplifying and slowing down and taking an unflinching look at things, right? And just like what stays, what goes, who stays, who goes, what is my priorities? What are my values? Like what, what, what do I, where do I really want to put, um, my time, energy, focus, and attention. Like no more screwing around, like let's go, hardcore, right? So um, I've been talking with a few people and, and a lot of people I know have been like, man, there has been a lot of like, whether they call, I'll just, I'll just use some of the words that they've used, like upheaval, unsteadiness, transformation, where like, it's like a death, it's a death, right? The rebirth is coming, but there's like been a lot of like, kind of like, dying away of old self. There's just been lots of opportunities to feel what I call, you know, the squeeze, the clamp. And sometimes it can feel like when, when you're being asked to let go of some things or surrender some things or to um, shift your perspective or to um, let a thing die, let a thing fall away, right? When, when it's like, okay, before you get to the pot where the phoenix rises from the ash, <laughs> you have the grief pot or the suffering pot or the pot where it gets really fucking sticky and uncomfortable. And so sometimes when there's a lot of this stuff going on, and if, if you can feel me, man, if you've been feeling the squeeze, <laughs> ooh, double A menhams. So Here's the thing. I often say like the image that I always get in my head when I feel like it's starting to get like intense, 
up in here. <laughs> it's like a tube of toothpaste that's being squeezed, but the cap is still on. And I can always start to feel it. It's a feeling first, right? I start to feel it. And so here's one of the things that I often say about the body, and I'll probably do a whole podcast about the body, a whole episode dedicated to the body at some point. But let me just stop by saying this. Um, although I know that I am not the body, that in this illusion that the body is like a made up thing, I am not this meat puppet. I think somebody, somebody once called it a, um, what did somebody call it? There was such a great, a great definition that somebody said. I'm, I'm going to have to think of it. I call it a meat puppet. <laughs> uh, it's also like an ego robot. It's like a lot of things, you know, but it's not me. Like I'm really clear that this body is not me, that what we really are is eternal spirit. So this body in this lifetime though, I see it as a tool or a means of communication with my brothers and sisters, right? It is, it is a vessel. It is a tool it is a conduit that I can use in service to God's love. And so while I don't believe that I am this thing, and I know that this thing is going to die and fall away at some point, I do think that it can be really helpful. And from in that, in that, it can be really helpful in that it can be a tool for communion and communication, but also it can be a tool for, for me to gauge where my mind is at. So the body is basically at the mercy of the quality of your mind. And I'm going to make, I'm going to make sense of all this in a minute when I, when, when, I, when I get to the point of this need not be and how it relates to when life feels like it's being a motherfucker and everything feels like it's a squeeze, that it's intense. And um, my friend, Bill Barron, uh, if you haven't listened to that Bill Barron episode yet, uh, go back and do that because that suck is good. But Bill Barron once said to me, he said, all pressure comes from the inside. And it's another way of saying um, all pressure is really not, he might not agree to this. So his words were all pressure comes from the inside, which means we're, you know, uh, inflicting it on ourselves. <laughs> so I would say that all pressure is of the mind, that it starts in the mind and then the body is the receptacle. It is the receiving vehicle of the quality of the uh, thoughts, right? <laughs> so I was thinking about this and, you know, there's a beautiful chapter. And I might have to actually read, there is, there is so much of it that is so good. And normally I don't like to just like read to you guys. It's like, I really like to be engaged in storytelling and doing all these things. But sometimes, man, there's a part of A Course in Miracles that I'm like, this shit is too good not to share. <laughs> because it helps me to reiterate a point and to make a point in a really powerful way. So um, I, I just wish this was like a Facebook live right now. So I could be like, who here? No, like send up a hat or a like or a comment like double amen hands. If you know what I'm talking about, about how intense like these past few weeks have felt just on a lot of levels. And I know it wasn't just me. I know a lot of people were feeling like, um, yeah, some people were really losing their shit. Actually, it got wicked swirly and circusy up in some of my, my people's worlds. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? So I think of the body as like a, um, an early warning system. So when there is sickness, when there is disease, when there's discomfort, like when we start to notice, like whatever it is, right? I start to feel like tension or maybe you feel it as stress or an anxiety or depression or whatever is arising. The body is basically for me, just letting me know that I have left my right mind. When I start to feel the squeeze, 
I realize that it's not actually about the circumstances and what's happening, right? It's really about how I'm interpreting what happens, how I am, the meaning that I'm assigning to what's happening. Because here's one thing that I learned a long time ago, and um, I just know to be true for me. I'm not saying it's your truth, but it is my truth, is that um, if I allow my, 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 if I allow my mood and my feelings and my happiness and whatever to be based on the circumstances of my life, to be circumstantial, then I'm screwed. Like I'm just screwed, right? Because most things are not going to like go in your favor. Like not everything is going to go your way. So if my happiness is dependent on things outside of me, then I'm just screwed. And so when I started to realize that while I could not control what the world did, I could choose about how I think about what the world did, like how I respond to what's happening in the world that I am responsible for my feelings, my thoughts, my words, my actions, right? And the word responsibility, the word responsible tells you right in there, it's right in there that you are response-able. <laughs> you are response-able. So you are able to choose how you respond to whatever is arising in your life. So when I start to feel the squeeze, what I know is that I have left my right mind. I have chosen the wrong teacher. And I'm going to do a whole podcast episode too about this, about which teacher you are choosing. And I know I have chosen the teacher of the ego, which is the teacher of fear, instead of the teacher of Holy Spirit, which is the teacher of love. And I'll know just based on how I feel. So this is, the, for me, one of the few ways that in the illusion, the body is actually helpful. Like I said, it's like, it's like when, the, when, when, when the, the light on your dashboard on your car comes up and it's telling you, hey, the oil is low, you're out of windshield wiper fluid, uh, the air in your tires is low, like whatever, right? It's like, yeah, your body is constantly giving you feedback about not just the external environment, like, oh, hey, it's cold, it's hot it doesn't feel safe, like blah, 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 blah. But it's also constantly giving you feedback about the quality of your mind and the way that you're choosing to perceive things and the teacher that you're choosing, the lens that you're choosing to look at things with. So when I started to really think about this the last few days, because it's been pretty intense, and I'm actually doing this podcast right now because I'm trying to do it now. Like if those of you who are watching, you can see like top bun getting shit done. There's nothing fancy happening on my face right now. Um, we're waiting to hear back from the vet. Those of you who, who know, I am a hardcore animal lover. I have seven furry kids that I adore. I have four dogs, two cats, and a bunny. And our oldest little furry kid, Susie Rabbit, um, my cat, um, Susie is not doing too well. She's 13. And um, we think we're waiting to find out basically if she's having liver, liver problems, kidney problems, thyroid problems, or if she has cancer. And it's probably, it's, it's one of the above. That's just, it's not even like an if, it's just, it's what is it at this point. So I just keep thinking like, oh, you know, I, I know how this goes. This never ends well. This doesn't end well. If we're, if we have a body in this world, it fucking doesn't end well. I'm going to do a whole podcast about that too. The odds are not in our favor because we're all going to die. So we're in that crux, right? We're in that crossroad of waiting to find out what's going to happen. And 
I just know that, you know, we're waiting to get the lab results from, from the test. So she didn't spend the night here at home last night. So we're waiting to find out. So I'm like, oh man, if I get the news that little Susie, like her time has come, I'm going to be, I'm going to be bawling my, my brains out. <laughs> so I'm like, I better do this podcast. I better sneak it in <sighs> before I cry. But who knows, man, miracles happen. Like who knows, maybe it's something that, you know, we can help her with and extend her life. But all signs right now do not point to me uh, not crying at some point today. <laughs> oh my God. All right, you guys, send a little prayers and love our way. And uh, I'll report back on another episode how things turn out. But anyways, so here's the thing. So when I start to notice in my body, right, when there's like a lot of stuff going on, like, oh, Susie is sick and we've been doing some project at, projects at the house and I'm changing things on my website and I'm changing some of the offerings in my business. I'm going back to doing just one-to-one coaching. I'm not doing group programs anymore. Uh, I'm going back to the thing that I deeply and dearly love, which is working very um, closely and intimately and and super focused uh, in one-to-one coaching. And so I'm jazzed about that, but it's a lot of moving paths, right? And I have a retreat coming up in like nine days. And so, and I'm trying to write a book and I'm trying to like fill in the blanks, right? You guys are no stranger to what I'm talking talking about, you know, life can feel like a motherfucker sometimes, like it's just a lot converging. And my friends who are astrologists, who are genius, you know, star readers who know what knows what goes on in the cosmos, I'm sure they could also sit me down and say, hey, here's what's happening. Here's why so many people are kind of feeling the pressure right now, right? But I see everything as an opportunity. So here's the thing, and I'm going to finally make my point. That phrase, this need not be. Right, so when the body starts to um, express itself to let us know that we've left the right mind because the mind is the ruler of the body, when we start to like realize, when we start to realize, oh, I'm feeling a particular way and I don't like how this feels, right? We don't have to make ourselves guilty or bad. It's just like, oh, we have the awareness. Oh, I have left the light and I have started like what we call in the Course in Miracles, we've taken a detour into fear. Right? So when we realize, oh, I've taken a detour into fear, and how do we know this? Based on how we feel. So this is a quote. This is a quote that, um, that I love from A Course in Miracles that uh, made me want to talk about this today. And I'm going to read more about this, but this is the thing. So listen to this. When your mood tells you that you have chosen wrongly, and what they mean by this is that you've chosen the wrong teacher, that you're choosing to look through the wrong lens, that you are choosing fear instead of love. You are choosing the ego as your teacher of the experience of this illusion rather than Holy Spirit, okay? When your mood tells you that you have chosen wrongly, and this is so whenever you are not joyous. Ugh, hear that again. When your mood tells you that you have chosen wrongly, and this is so, whenever you are not joyous, then know this need not be. So when it comes into your awareness, like, oh my God, I'm not feeling joyous, because of course a miracle says that our natural inheritance, our natural state is peace and happiness. So when we're not feeling that, when we're not feeling joyous, right? When our mood has tell us, is telling us, hey, 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 KK, you've chosen wrongly. How do I know? Because I'm not joyous. <laughs> then, then Jesus is saying to us here in the Course of Miracles, the Course is saying, hey, know this. This need not be. It doesn't have to be this way. 
We can always choose again. We can respond differently because we are response-able. We are response-able. I thought this was so powerful, you guys. And here's one of the other things that I love about, you know, um, A Course in Miracles is that you know, there are some thought systems, some spiritual thought systems that to me, uh, it, and people would say, let me just preface this. People would say that A Course in Miracles is very heady. It's very intellectual. It's very like, oh my God, right? Highbrow or whatever. And it's, I'm not going to lie. The first, the first time I tried to read it, I, I, told, I tell people the first year I must have thrown this book across the room like 17,000 times. I was just like, fuck this. Like, no way. Like, I don't get it. It was above my head. I couldn't comprehend. No comprende. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> But gradually you move from the head into the heart and you just kind of start to, how do I say it? It's, it's more like, uh, it, first of all, you stop resisting it. <laughs> That's the first thing. You stop resisting it. And then it's more like an embodiment. It's just like, oh, of course. Like in, many years later, you're just like, oh, of course. But in the beginning, it can feel pretty heady. So there are a lot of other spiritual thought systems too that to me just feel really what I call... Um, they're not warm blooded. They're like, um, they're like reptilian in a way, right? They're not warm fuzzies. They're like cold blooded. And I've always felt like, man, this is so up in my head, like, like Zen cones and like the, like the Buddhist kind of theories. And I'm not knocking Buddhism at all. I'm just saying that um, the flavor of the, 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 the energy of it sometimes for me, I would just be like, oh, this feels more like a riddle that I don't have the answer to, right? And again, that is not a commentary on uh, the Buddhist practice, because I've learned a lot actually from Buddhism too. I'm just saying that there are things that are more easily accessible to certain people. And that's why I think it's beautiful that there's lots of spiritual traditions that I always say, you know, there's one God, but there's many pathways. There's, there's one door, but there's many pathways to that door, right? And however you get there, beautiful. I think it's great. Um, but one of the things I love about A Course in Miracles is it doesn't just say, oh, hey, you have a problem, like figure it out. <laughs> figure it out on your own. Like, here you go. Go figure it out, kid. You know, it always gives us the answer very clearly right in front of us. So I'm like, okay, um, if I'm not feeling joyous, there's a problem. What can I do about it? Like, what's going on here? Like, I'm so wicked curious, right? Like, why do I feel this way? What's really going on here? And then you have to take an unflinching look. You have to be willing to take an unflinching look because it's not about what somebody else did. It's not about what's happening out there. It's not about the government or the president or the systems and the whatever. I mean, it is here in the illusion, but on a much bigger level, right? Again, we cannot allow our happiness to be dictated to us by circumstances or people or things outside of us, right? It's not about necessarily what's really happening. It's about how we're thinking about, how I'm thinking about what's happening. So, I'm like, okay, I know. I always know the answer is the first thing is that I've chosen wrongly. <laughs> I can always choose again. My brother, choose again, right? And so listen to this. I'm just going to read this. Um, part of it too is like, remember when I said, it's like when I start to feel the squeeze, when I start to feel the internal pressure, when I start to feel like overwhelmed or everything's like too much or life feels like a motherfucker, it's like, okay, um, I am clearly not listening to the voice of my higher reasoning, or I would say the voice of my, um, the voice of my internal teacher, the inner teacher, I have chosen, I've chosen, um, either to listen to my own voice <laughs> and then like, and then we're in big stranger danger. We're in big trouble <laughs> or I'm listening to the voice of the ego, but listen to this, you guys, this is from chapter four. 
Chapter four of A Course in Miracles, and it's called The Illusions of the Ego. The Illusions of the Ego. This is really good. So this is section four of chapter four on page 62, and it says, this need not be. Check this out, you guys. So I'm going to jump around. I'm going to read different sections and then like comment on them a little bit. And I hope you find this helpful. I hope you stick around to hear some of this smarty pants stuff because I'm telling you, this shit changed my life. It changed my life. So just let's move forward with open ears, open hearts, and open minds. And I'd love to hear from you guys if a particular passage or a particular thing pops out to you. Like, what did you find helpful? Because I know reading this radically, radically uh, informed me (laughs) and enlightened me and it changed me. So listen to this. This need not be. If you cannot hear the voice for God, it is because you do not choose to listen. So like right away, they're telling us, this is on you, kid, which is really good news. We don't want it to be based on anything else but what we're choosing, which teacher we're choosing, right? What the, what the, um, uh, what do I say? What, what the, um, yeah, what, ah, hold on. I'm trying to find the word so I don't confuse anybody. So I think of it like us having a split mind and there's a decision maker. That's the word I was looking for, right? The decision maker in our mind has chosen wrongly and we want it to be our responsibility because that's the only thing we can change is our own mind, right? So listen to this. If you cannot hear the voice for God, it is because you do not choose to listen. That you do listen to the voice of your ego (laughs) is demonstrated by your attitudes, your feelings, and your behaviors. Yet this is what you want. And this is what they're saying is they're basically calling us right away out on our shit. It's right. It's basically saying, you know, you've chosen to listen to the voice of your ego. And we know this because it's demonstrated by your attitude and your behavior and by how you're feeling. Yet this is apparently what you want. And this is what you keep fighting for, right? This is what you're fighting to keep and what you are vigilant to save. And what it's saying here is that we often feel like unhappy. We don't feel good. And yet we don't want to give up the story. We don't want to give up the meaning that we've assigned to stuff. This is the shit we're trying to save, which tells you how insane we actually are, right? It says, listen to this. Your mind is filled with schemes to save the face of your ego. And you do not seek the face of Christ. Again, don't get weird about the Christian language. Course in Miracles is not Christian. It just uses language that a lot of people might think of as traditionally Christian. A Course in Miracles is not a religion. There is not dogma, right? I mean, when you think of the Christ self, what that to me really is, is it's the self within you that is wholly innocent and perfect, right? So if you were raised Jewish or you were raised atheist, there was no faith tradition. If you were raised Catholic, whatever spiritual background or religious background you might come from, don't freak out about the language. You have to be willing to surrender the meaning that you've given to things because if you don't, you're going to suffer. But listen to this. Your mind is filled with schemes to save the face of your ego. Do you know how many people that I know that suffer because they're always trying to save face. They are trying to uphold the, the, the fake, the phony, the perfectionist, the, the, um, 
the performer, the perf like the 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 um the thing that they've created. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they're trying to hold on and save face of the ego. And in the long run, it's going to cost them so much of what they truly love. Um, because you can't, you cannot protect, you cannot protect that what's not true. Like at some point you got to say, all right, you know, you got to give it up. Okay. So I found that really helpful. All right. You cannot hear the voice for God. It's because you choose not to listen. So number one, like, oh shit, I got to sit down and listen. I got to get quiet. Right. If I just shut up the chatter of the ego mind, the ego teacher long enough, maybe I will actually hear the voice for God. And in that I will find like part of the solution, part of the salvation, right? Listen to this. It goes on to say, I have said that you cannot change your mind by changing your behavior. But I have also said, and many times said, that you can change your mind. Oh, you guys, listen to this. You can change your mind, meaning you can choose again. You can choose again. These things that you've been choosing, you can make better choices, right? So whether it's a bad relationship, it's a bad attitude, it's a, you know, a career choice or whatever the thing is, the way that you've been choosing to look at it, the way you've been writing stories and being a victim and all this stuff, right? It's like you can change your mind. And listen to this. This is so powerful. When your mood tells you that you have chosen wrongly, and this is so whenever you are not joyous, then know this need not be. In every case you have thought wrongly about some brother God created, which also includes yourself, you guys, right? Whenever you think wrongly about some brother God created, including you, and are perceiving images your ego makes in a darkened glass, Love this line. Listen to this. Think honestly what you have thought that God would not have thought and what you have not thought that God would have you think. Okay. This is a really big one. They're asking you to take a look at your mind and take a look at the quality of your thoughts. And it's basically saying, what have you thought that God wouldn't think? And that's pretty much anything that's not love, <laughs> right? So whether you're attacking yourself in your mind, you're attacking your brother, you're judging, you're being bitchy, you're being lazy, you're being angry, you being scared or anxious or fear, like all those things are not things that God would have thought because all God knows is perfect oneness <laughs> and love, right? So it's so powerful when you get that instruction. Think about all the shit that you thought that God wouldn't think. And then think about all the things that God would have you think that you haven't thought. <laughs> and I love that because it's like, holy Jesus. And then it says this, search, meaning your mind, search sincerely for what you have left. Okay, sorry. Search sincerely for what you have done and left undone accordingly. And then change your mind to think with God's. So look, when I think about trying to change my mind, especially if, he, uh, if I'm gripped by something, if I'm gripped by a very strong feeling or if I'm gripped by a very strong opinion or belief, if I feel really gripped by a particular um, 
mood or I'm having a very strong reaction or if I'm in a fear place, right? If like, have I taken a detour into fear? And it says here, search for what you have done and left undone accordingly and then change your mind to think with God's. Here's what I know to be true. I can't sometimes. Sometimes I still can't get there on my own. Like I have to really call in the teachers, what I call spiritual team, but you might call inner teacher or Jesus or Holy Spirit or spirit or universe or angels. I don't care what you call it, right? But I just know that having to, sometimes I have a tight grip on something that I am insisting on holding on to, even though it's making me suffer. And it's not always easy. Those of you who are like uh, listening, but not watching, like I'm gripping my fists together, right? So when I'm caught up in this place of either feeling like I'm right, or I need to be right, or I'm being righteous, or, you know, this is justified. My anger is justified. You know, of course, the miracles would say anger is never justified. That's a story for another day. Um, so when I'm feeling like that, I know that I need help because I've stopped listening to the voice for God. On some level, I'm totally choosing the ego and I'm just like putting fucking earmuffs, ego earmuffs right over my ears, like la, 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 right? I don't want to know. <laughs> like those three little monkeys, I don't want to see, I don't want to say, I don't want to hear, right? So it says, change your mind to think with God's. And it says this, this may seem hard to do, but it is much easier than trying to think against it. <sighs> this may seem hard to do, but it is much easier than trying to think against it. Because what they're saying is you're going against the natural inheritance. You're going against your own true nature. It's actually much easier. It goes on to say this, your mind is one with God's. Denying this and thinking otherwise has held your ego together, but it has literally split your mind. It has literally split your mind. This is where the two teachers come from. So denying that your mind is one with God automatically splits you. And that's how the world gets created. And that's how the bodies get created. And that's where the conflict comes in. Because now you actually perceive yourself as separate from God. And as soon as you perceive that, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go on. Listen to this. Listen to this. These are so good, you guys. These are helpful tidbits. And you're just like, KK, you're, you're just reading from a book. But I'm like, yes, but this is mind training. This is how I learned to change my mind. Right? When people often say to me, why are you so happy? You're always so happy. It's because I have been given powerful tools to know that I am responsible <laughs> for my thoughts, feelings, words, and actions, that I can always change my mind, right? When I started to understand this, that my suffering was optional, it was my choice, that my happiness was optional, it was my choice. It was not based on the world of effect. It was all based on causal of the mind. That's where everything comes from, right? So when I started to understand this, so listen to this. This is such good news. When you are sad, no, this need not be. Depression comes from a sense of being deprived of something you want and do not have. Remember that you are deprived of nothing except by your own decisions. And then it goes on to say, and then decide otherwise. You guys, are you feeling this? Oh my God, I so wish I could see your faces right now because this was, this was life altering for me. 
when you're sad, know that this need not be. Your depression comes from a sense of feeling like you're deprived of something that you don't have. But you are not deprived of anything except your own decisions. And then you get to decide otherwise. <sighs> Amen. Listen to this. From my anxious brothers and sisters, listen to this one. When you are anxious, realize that anxiety comes from the, capri the capriciousness <laughs> of the ego. And know this need not be. You can be as vigilant against the ego's dictates as for them. Okay, so what they're saying right now is up until this point, you have been vigilant for the ego and what it dictates to you. How you should think, how you should feel, what you should judge, what you should whatever, what you know what I mean, what you should like, all your fucking preferences, all your opinions, all your comparison and competing. You have been so vigilant for those kinds of things, for fear. But you can equally, it says, you can be as vigilant against what the ego take, dictates as you can for what you have been dictating for. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you can be just as vigilant against the bullshit <laughs> as you have been in the, in the past championing for the bullshit of the ego. So this is all really good news for my brothers and sisters that feel a little guilty. When you feel guilty, remember that the ego has indeed violated the laws of God, but you have not. The ego is constantly trying to violate the laws of God, which, which dictate that you could never be separate from God. But the ego is hell-bent on getting you to believe that you are separate from your source. And as soon as that happens, life is going to feel like a motherfucker. Okay. Listen to this. And then here's the solution too. This is what it's telling you to do. All right, so uh, I keep choosing wrongly, KK, right? I've been vigilant for what the ego dictates. I've been feeling a little sad. I've been feeling a little anxious. I've been feeling the inner squeeze. I've been feeling like life is an mf -er. It's too much. Well, this is what it says. Watch your mind for the temptations of the ego and do not be deceived by it. Boom. Because it says, listen to this, it offers you nothing. It offers you nothing. When you have given up this voluntary dispiriting, you will see how your mind can focus and rise above fatigue and heal. Amen, my brothers and sisters. Can I get an hallelujah from the back of the room? Because listen to this. You got to watch your mind for the temptations of the ego. Don't be deceived by it because that sucker offers you nothing. You know what? The only thing it offers you is suffering and misery. <laughs> when you've given up your voluntary dispiriting of yourself. Dude, when I heard that, when I realized that every time I chose to believe the bullshit of the ego, the temptations of the ego, to get sucked in to that low level kind of vibe, right? Whenever I start to believe that I'm separate from God, I have dispirited myself. I have forgotten that I am eternal spirit, that I am made by love as love, right? And so that was so, I was like, shit, I'm doing this to myself. Whenever I start to feel like not happy, not joyous, I get to remind myself this need not be. You're dispiriting yourself, KK. You're doing it to yourself, right? So listen to this. 
This is so good. This goes on. This is like what daily spiritual practices are, you guys. These are daily spiritual practices. You watch your mind for the temptations of the ego. Then it goes on to say, you create a habit of engaging with God. Um, hello, daily spiritual practice, meditation, prayer, right? Listen to this, Course in Miracles. The habit of engaging with God in his creations is easily made if you actively refuse to let your mind slip away. <laughs> actively refuse. Not occasionally, not when you wake up and you feel like it, not when you're not busy, right? You must actively refuse on the daily to not let your mind slip away. The problem is not one of concentration. Because so many people will be like, oh, I can't meditate. I can't pray. I can't stay in the room. My mind wanders. Listen to this, you guys, because this was like a punch to the gut when I first read it. The problem is not one of concentration. It is the belief that no one, including yourself, is worth consistent effort. The problem is that you do not believe that anybody, including yourself, is worth consistent effort. Listen to this. This goes on. This is Jesus now. This is Jesus, uh, our brother, our brother laying it down. This is what he says, right? As a what a powerful teacher he is when he says this. Side with me consistently against this deception and do not permit this shabby belief to pull you back. Like Jesus is championing, championing right now for you, right? It says, side with me consistently with this deception, this deception that you believe that you're not worth consistent effort. And he says, don't permit this shabby. Like he goes right there. He goes right there and he calls it for what it is. It's fucking shabby. This shabby belief to pull you back. Like he's telling us, don't become disheartened. Don't become dispirited. This need not be. All right. And then two final passages, and then I'm going to let you guys go. <laughs> but I'm like, look, I'm, and I'm fast forwarding. So not, a lot I'm not reading, but I want you to just hear the heartbeat of this, this, this um, section of chapter four, the illusions of the ego. It says you are, and then it goes on to remind you, right? It basically, it basically says, Hey, here's the problem as I see it. This is what you need to do to overcome it. These are the practices. This is what you do. And then it reminds us, it circles back circles back and reminds us that we can always choose a different teacher and that this is the truth of ourselves. It reminds us again and again and again and again the truth of ourselves. Listen to this. You are a mirror of truth in which God himself shines in perfect light. To the ego's dark glass, you need but say, I will not look there because I know these images are not true. Then let the Holy One shine on you in peace, knowing that this and only this must be. So they're basically reminding us that you are the light of the world, that you are a mirror of truth in which God shines himself in perfect light. When we're looking though, right, when we're looking in the ego's mirror, it is nothing but a dark glass. And all you got to say to the ego is, look, I'm not going to look there anymore because I know these images aren't true. I will not be deceived. Right? Isn't that so powerful? It's like we're surrendering the old teacher and we are choosing once again. And then here's the final piece I'm going to leave you with, right? It says, um, 
I am your vigilance in this because you are too confused to recognize your own hope. So when life feels really intense, when we feel like we're getting squeezed, when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel helpless or hopeless, and just like it becomes too much, right? It says this, you don't have to do it on your own. I am here. And this is how I feel as a spiritual mentor too. You guys, I know that this being human is fucking hard. I know what it's like to be gripped by the ego and you're trying to choose again. You don't have to do this work alone. That's what I am here for, right? I, I am here to walk along beside you as on part of the way, uh, to hold your hand, to encourage you, to cheerlead you, to point out the pitfalls, to point out the places where maybe it's going to get a little rough and to support you and to call you on your shit and to also celebrate your brilliance, right? This is the work. So this is, it. this is it. I am your vigilance in this because you are too confused to recognize your own hope. I am not mistaken. Your mind will elect to join with mine and together we are invincible. You and your brother will yet come together in my name and your sanity will be restored. It's saying you do all these things, your sanity will be restored. Your natural inheritance is peace and happiness. So when life feels like a motherfucker, all you have to remember is this need not be. And then you go back to your spiritual tools. And this is exactly the work that I do with people. It's part of the work that I do with people as, as a spiritual mentor is I remind them again and again and again, this suffering, this way that you're choosing to look at things, that the fact that you're not listening for the voice for God, the fact that you are choosing the ego as your, in your, as your teacher, right? This need not be, this is not necessary. Your, suffer, the, 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 your suffering is not necessary. It's not about not feeling your feelings. But I often tell my clients, don't build altars to your suffering. Let's not start worshiping at the false God because this need not be. So you guys, that's what I'm leaving you with today. Whenever you are not joyous, right? Whenever you are not joyous, when you have chosen wrongly and you will know this because you will not be joyous. <laughs> my brother, this need not be, my sister, this need not be, right? It's just the illusions of the ego. And there are so many tools. There are so many ways to navigate this human experience. So it doesn't always feel like it's so hot. I always say to people, it doesn't have to be so fucking hot. I'm telling you people. And even though it's like, you know, a lot of Course in Miracles teachers say, you know, because it's all like, we call it the dream here. And a lot of Course in Miracles teachers will say, I'm not interested in helping people to have a happier dream, to make it a better dream. I want them to awaken to the full truth of things. And I'm like, that's great. That's great if you believe that, that most people can have access to um, like a holy instant and awaken and enlighten. Most people, we got to start where we're at and we got to start with like some baby steps. I know the miracle that's possible, but we got to meet people where they're at, right? Like, so I just think that while we're going to be here, while I have a body and I can use the body as a means of communication with my brothers and the sisters, what I want to demonstrate and communicate is that there is a better way, that it doesn't have to be so hard, that you are loved, that you are the light of the world, <laughs> that you do not walk alone on this way that you have chosen. And when she, if, you, if, you, if you knew who walked beside you, as A Course in Miracles says, on this way that you have chosen, 
fear would be impossible. You wouldn't feel the squeeze because you would recognize that the only one squeezing you is you. And what's really squeezing you is your mind and the, the quality of your thoughts and the quality of your mind and the teacher that you have chosen in this experience in this moment. So look, if right now your life feels a little bit like a malavaga, <laughs> I encourage you, my brothers and sisters, to, to choose again and know that this need not be. And if you find that you're not able to navigate this on your own, um, I would be uh, honored. I would be honored to work with you in one-to-one -one mentoring. But this work isn't for everybody. You know, I always say working with me is not for everybody because it really requires people to be willing uh, to be uncomfortable and to be brave and to let go of your old bullshit stories and to step into your brilliance. And that's why, like, I work with people. I have a 12-month program. It's a VIP program. It's really intensive, and I love it. It's, like, my favorite thing to do. It's an investment. It's an investment financially. It's an investment in time um, and your energy. And, um, you know... It's my favorite thing though. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. And then I also have um, a three month program that's renewable. And um, so you can do it for three months and then re-up if you want to. But this one-to-one -one work is where it's at, you guys. And you know, this is different than other kinds of coaching. You know, this isn't wealth coaching. This isn't branding and strategy for your business. Like, but all of those things get affected when you do the spiritual work. And a lot of people have just kind of gotten used to a certain level of suffering and they just believe, oh, this is just how it is. And, it, and I always say, this need not be. This suffering, this low level living, and I don't mean you're a low person or your experience. What I'm saying is this, this feeling low, I guess is what I'm saying. It's the sensation or the feeling of feeling low. Um, it need not be. Because you are the sons and daughters of, of a king, to use that reference, right? You, you do not have to feel <clears throat> anxious or sad or depressed or lonely or any of these things. My brothers, my sisters, it need not be. So if it interests you, there's always ways to reach out to me to, to learn more about how we could work together. Um, by the time you guys hear this, the retreat will have already passed, but I have another retreat coming up in May 2020. It's May 15th through the 17th of 2020. So you could always come to that Fearless Flow retreat. It might be the last one for a little while. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, shifting things around and I'm taking inventory and I'm listening to my spiritual team. But um, yeah, so come and get it while you can get it. I also have a one day retreat coming up in April of 2020 in Maine um, uh, with Sarah Tangretti of Leverage Events. And she's amazing. I love her so much. So um, you guys, thank you so much for spending some time with me. I hope this was helpful. I really try to make like this is what I say, like, you know, the heartbeat of my work is like, it's a very blue collar approach <laughs> to spirituality and taking these like really big minded concepts, these kind of like highbrow concepts, which can sometimes feel inaccessible. And I love to bring them down to earth, down to earth spirituality, which means we can actually fucking apply it. We can actually live it. We can actually practice it. We can go out into the world and do it. So um, I hope that this has been helpful or valuable to you in some way. If it has, will you let me know? Will you just let me know? Because I'm always trying to think like, what's the best way to communicate this stuff to you? And I want to make sure that I'm doing it in a way that actually makes sense. So um, I would love to, I always say, I am always open to feedback but compassionate feedback, right? Because honesty without compassion is brutality. So this isn't about your preferences so much. It's about like, hey, when you broke it down like that, I was able to receive it because I always want the stuff that I share from my hat to be able to land in yours, that we can take the per personal and, and, and broaden it into the universal.
So you guys, thank you so much for taking time to be with me. Uh, say a prayer for Susie. Um, by the time you get this, I don't know if she'll uh, even still be with us, but I'm holding up uh, for a miracle. <laughs> but I've also, you know, I know how it goes. Like this is one of the deals, right? I always say this is one of the deals we make. When we have um, furry friends, when we have furry family kids and furry family uh, members and furry kids is that um, it almost always, it ends in heartbreak. Like you go into it knowing that I'm going to suffer a little bit <laughs> with this because um, you know, the way that they're designed is they, we usually don't outlive them, right? We get them and we get to, um, we do it though, because all the love that we share in the meantime is totally worth it. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. I, I see you guys and, and I hear you and I feel you and I, I appreciate you so much. I'll never stop saying that. I appreciate you so much and I genuinely, genuinely care about you and, um, and I, celebrate, I celebrate who you really are, the light of the world that you are, the love that you are. Um, so that's what you are. You are a miracle. So wherever you go, do not forget this. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>